I'd like to welcome Catherine, otherwise known as Cranky Bricks, to this show today. Welcome. Hi. Thanks Hi. so much for having me. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Cranky Bricks is, in my opinion, a pillar of the brick building community. You've done so much uh, for uh, the Lego Twitch uh, creators and brick builders in, in other communities and lugs and circles. So thank you so much for joining me today in terms of how you would describe uh, your, your Twitch channel and uh, the community that is Cranky Bricks. Uh, what, what would that be? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I think I would probably, if uh, I probably describe myself as a, predominantly a creative Lego builder on Twitch, if I was introducing myself to somebody who didn't know anything about Lego or Twitch or any of those things, mm -hmm. um, because um, the, the thing that interests me most about building with Lego is creating new and different things. Um, so I try to build mocks or my own creations as much as I can. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been, it's been really helpful. It's, I really like having a sort of a team, team of people supporting me and cheering me on while I'm struggling with really difficult builds. So, uh, I think that's what really, I think for me defines the, uh, the community around my channel because we try and support and encourage each other to have fun and enjoy our Lego hobby. However, that is for some people that's collecting sealed boxes of Lego and for other people that's creating new things. But I try and sort of foster the no pressure, just try put some bricks together. That's how I do it kind of attitude. Uh, so that's the it's all it's all very chilled. I like that. I think that you're, you know, a creative, you, you do a lot of mock building. I think that is very unique amongst the Twitch community. Uh, there's a lot of set builders. Uh, and which is totally cool. But what uh, I think really stood out to me when I started watching your channel was the fact that, yeah, on the spot, you're like, I'm just going to build something. Here we go. And uh, <laughs> I was like, OK, cool. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, and and what's really great is it kind of goes wherever it takes you. Yeah. So, come for the ride. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where it's going to go. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and I think that's what's really fascinating. And that's why I always love about uh, mock streams, right, is you know the the streamers going uh, i'm going to make something today let's see what let's see what comes out of it and I, I it's always cool to uh in real time see that thought process of of the of the builder it's always very cool uh, i never thought that so many people would be interested to see it because it doesn't feel like i don't i, I don't know it feels difficult to understand why people would feel like there's something to learn from it or right. interesting in it because it just feels like such a meandering and bumbling <laughs> mixture of thoughts yeah but i think that yeah i'm very grateful that there's a lot of people who are who are interested in seeing how <laughs> it goes <laughs> yeah i believe that uh because of you know how mock building can be very i mean it, it it's a complete it's a completely creative thing. And uh, what interests me about, because, you know, you said it's weird, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't know how people would watch that. It's really the uh, trying to figure out, I think, the creative process and the thought process that the builder is is going through, right, as they as they do their thing. I'm often very uh, 
not vocal in mock streams because I just kind of want to observe and uh, occasionally make a joke or say something funny. But I'm really all about uh, enjoying uh, what what the builder is is doing and in experiencing in real time. And that's what I love about your streams. Um, Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, Too kind. Oh, I don't I don't really know your personal Lego story, and I would love to hear it. Uh, what got you into Lego? So I think I'm I'm one of a, an increasing number of people that I'm meeting that kind of describe their Lego journey as it's quite common for people to describe their sort of childhood Lego, then their dark age, and then their adult discovery of Lego. And I think I'm one of the people who I like to say that I had a dim age where I never s stopped thinking Lego was cool. Um, I still... Um, there's not a very long window between me having uh, accounts on Piron.com or uh, what was the other? I've forgotten what it is. Lugnet forums uh, and other things like that. But I didn't really, despite being sort of slightly aware of those things, I didn't really understand what a lug was. Mm -hmm. The discoverability of that was very for those who still don't know what that is who are listening to this then it's a lego user group and a real life club for lego lego mm -hmm. folks and i think i remember quite clearly at some point in the late 2000s maybe googling for lego communities online and finding i found the land the lego ambassador network and i found a page that says apply to be a lego ambassador and I thought, oh, cool. And then it suddenly it was like, wait, no, you need to be representing a group of this many people and you need to be doing, wait, what? That's <laughs> not what that is. And I just, it's so funny that back then I just didn't find out any further that actually how to find one of those groups and join it. So I had this period where I think a lot of people have where when you're a student or a young professional or you're moving around a lot, you don't have a lot of space for Lego. You don't have a lot of money to buy Lego. A lot of people, my Lego went into storage when I left my childhood home, you know, or people is in their parents' attic or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I did find that even as a late teenager, I was still sorting. I was sorting my collection. Mm. Um, I was organizing my childhood Lego. That was one of, I've always loved that. <laughs> um, and uh, so then I gradually um having studied architecture and engineering and working in building design i discovered a few lego architecture sets i had the the villa savoie uh, and the um i was desperate for the you know there was a huge box of white bricks that was mm -hmm. a lego architecture set yeah. i yeah. was desperate for that but never felt like i could justify the <laughs> two or three hundred pounds or something that cost and yeah. in hindsight totally should have just bought it um <laughs> and Eventually, I think it was just a bit of a tipping point, starting to discover some Lego deals and finding things that I thought were just, what does a Lego city set look like now? Or uh, the the painful one is, oh, there's this really cool theme called Elves. Um, oh, <laughs> things to be ending soon. <laughs> um, so that was kind of in the maybe mid-2010s I was discovering that stuff. Mm. Um, and I only discovered my first lug uh, London Affles. I only discovered them in 2017 or 18 or something like that. Yeah. And they'd been meeting in a pub opposite my office for eight wow. years. And I had oh. been within a stone's throw of them for eight years. That's that that is crazy to to know that it was always happening so close to you and you just didn't yeah. didn't know about yeah. it. But I made up for lost time. So yeah. 
now I have, I've done, you know, I've been super active with shows, meetings, international conventions, mm -hmm. building Lego, buying Lego, sorting Lego. So yeah, made up for lost time. So you keep, you keep busy in, in the Lego world between the groups, the online communities, the shows, the conventions, there's, there's a little bit of everything that you're involved in. Yeah, definitely. that's, that's, uh, that's really cool. I really like uh, how, you know, the story of, hey, I've, I've always kind of been into Lego and then I've only gotten more into Lego over the years. <laughs> That's um, actually quite, in, in some cases, unique, I would think, uh, talking to a lot of the creators on Twitch. A lot of us, like you said, have kind of our dark ages and, and then maybe we, we come back and then we become an AFL and we, we kind of rediscover our passion for it. Uh, I, I love that you've always, you've always had it. You've always been there and it's only, uh, it's only grown since taking that passion for, for brick building and Lego, uh, and then applying it to content creation. Uh, how did you, how did you find Twitch and what brought you to the platform to eventually stream it? Well, that's an, it's a, it's another, it was right in front of my face but it didn't happen kind of story. Oh. Um, so it's very funny. I have a, I still have it. I need to save it. Um, I looked for Lego content on Twitch in, mm. I don't know, 2018 or 19 or something like that. And I have a screenshot that I took of the only stream that I could find. Um, and I don't, there's no, no particular reason to name any particular names. It's not somebody that's currently active in the community, mm. but it's someone whose content wasn't, quite what I expected of yeah. Lego on Twitch. And it kind of put me off oh. of saying, oh, okay, this isn't quite the crossover with the various Twitch metas that I want. Um, and so that was just looking as a viewer. Mm -hmm. wasn't really thinking about streaming. Um, and because I'd been watching Twitch, I'd been watching gaming streams and uh, I followed a couple of, um, one of my uh, favorite streamers is uh, a musician, artist, gamer, you know, just sort of, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew about Twitch before that. But I, yeah, I remember taking a screenshot of the stream and sending it to my friends saying, this is what Lego and Twitch is. Oh my goodness. Oh no. <laughs> um, I think it was, um, uh, I think it was at the beginning of the hot tub meta. If oh yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> so that was a bit of a, it was a kind of situation, you know, my, my, my views on those are all just more power to you. You do what you want, but yeah, that isn't what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. So um uh it's very funny that I didn't find any of you, any of you lot. Um, wow. But I then uh when the pandemic hit, I was really missing my sort of my Lego crew and it I don't know what it was, but there was something about my my lug Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm. It just didn't quite I don't know. It was just weird because I was so used to meeting up with them in a pub, chatting to my friends and I don't know. For some reason, it just didn't quite. It was after work on a Monday, mm. and that was fine in person. But it just—I don't know. There was something about it that didn't hit the spot. So, I a good friend of mine that I'd met through um, the international kind of Lego community invited me to uh, um, a Zoom call that wasn't with my lug. It was fully international, called Sort Lug. And I think a mm -hmm. few people maybe have sort of it's. People have heard of it around. Yeah. It was just a Zoom call, a Facebook group that I didn't have Facebook. Um, <laughs> and uh, through that, I met Brickinista. Oh, yeah. Naomi. Yeah. And she said, 
And at that point, I was streaming gaming to friends through Discord. Mm -hmm. I just through the pandemic, we were just hanging out in Discord, streaming stuff, and people seemed to kind of enjoy it. Played a lot mm -hmm. of Valheim, um, <laughs> and uh, and then Brickinista in particular, along with some supportive friends, just said, "Well, why don't you? You know, this is what I do. Yeah. I think you'd be good at it. Give it a go." Yeah. So yeah, she's definitely to thank. <laughs> Um, there are lots of other factors involved, you know, because I already I was already comfortable with what Twitch was. I was already comfortable with the sort of Zoom calls. Right. Um, I, you know, I I was comfortable with the sort of technology side of things. I, you know, it didn't take long to Google how to set up my phone as a camera and that sort of stuff, and mm -hmm. you know, headset microphone, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I sort of felt comfortable to just dive in, but. Um, it was really, she was really nice and friendly and encouraging. And I think is speaking of, there are so many people like yourselves who are sort of pillars of the community, but I think she's one of those people who is so encouraging and welcoming to people. Yeah. She's to credit for why I'm here. That's great. I didn't realize it was Brickanista who brought you in. That's really cool. And, and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to watch the VODs for the rest. <laughs> <laughs> you see my janky my janky streams with uh my diy you know I, I was a very strong believer in don't spend any money on it until you're sure you like it yeah <laughs> i think that is probably one of the best ways to look at getting started in streaming uh honestly because i think a lot of people they see they see a stream and they're like oh i can do that too i'm gonna do that too but you know first i want the nicer camera or whatever it might be. And, and, uh, I, I, I fully agree with you. Uh, do, you know, make do with what you have before you really decide whether it's even something you want to keep doing. So what were those first streams like for you as you were kind of getting accustomed to streaming, uh, Lego building on in front of a camera? I think it was a really easy transition for me because I'd spent, for sort of, I don't know, six months, I'd spent several hours every Saturday morning building Lego on camera together with people um, on Zoom calls. Yeah. So, uh, and I'd been streaming on Discord. So it sort of, it was, to me, it was a really easy transition because a lot of the people that I'd met through that, because of time zones and all these things, there were already people who wanted to come and watch. Yeah. So... I think that I also have that to credit for sort of a really welcoming, you know, being introduced by someone who's already part of the community, being sort of brought in like that. It means that I was never, okay, maybe not never, but I was rarely sat there talking to nobody. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's, you know, you'd always just, there's a couple of people around um, and it's interesting how, um, how people come and go and change and uh, you know, who's there. Uh, who's there from the beginning and uh, who's sort of comes and goes mm -hmm. but it was definitely uh, it was really interesting for me to uh, to make that transition and it was really eased by the fact that there were sort of there were folks around I didn't just come to it cold say let's turn this on and see who could see who arrives <laughs> yeah that must that that definitely I think is is a, a huge factor uh, because I think for a lot of us who got into this this aspect of it is you know streaming you have to figure out like how to how to talk to people you know while building looking you know not necessarily at the camera but like 
having having some kind of camera setup, whether it's pointed at your your build and you or just your build, whatever it looks like. So I think that that's a really cool way to adjust to the whole thing. Uh, I I I think that's really unique, actually, con considering I think all the creators I've talked to, this is kind of the first instance I've seen of, oh, you know, I've I've been in Zoom calls. I've been able to do, you know, talk and build Lego in front of other people on camera. So that that's you just really changed cool. the website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah, it's it's really no different when you break it down that way. Uh, that must have. Yeah, definitely made it feel really natural, I would think. Yeah, I, uh, I think it was also just the not setting any kind of crazy targets for myself, just seeing, okay, what's going to happen here? I think uh, because it's always nice to set the bar low or have no bar at all and then <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. How have things changed um, for you in terms of like your relationship with, with Lego and building uh, now that you also do the streaming thing, in addition to all, all the other stuff that you do, has it has it changed your uh, experience in any way with with whether it's uh, other builders or uh, how how you interact with with other AFOLs? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure I'm sure it has in more ways than I can think of right now. Mm. Um, specifically with regard to sort of the interface between my sort of the the real world, yeah, um, Apple life and the and the virtual, um, is that I've found that having, well, everything's a bit up in the air right now, which we can talk about later. But um, yeah, yeah, having a stream schedule that means that I'm dedicated to a certain number of hours of building per week mm -hmm. is really really helpful when you want to be working on certain projects for shows and sort of so because you have that working time, and then you're taking that into a lug or another format to display it. Um, so I think one of the first things that I was building on stream was a display, a showcase, a store showcase, mm. um, because I was looking after, um, I started during the pandemic looking after, uh, one of the, the sort of our lugs relationship with one of the Lego stores where we provide them with builds to display in their windows. And, um, it was really tough to get people <laughs> to build stuff during the pandemic. So I built a lot of them myself and oh, wow. having a stream schedule to make sure that I did it. Cause we had to keep up a commitment to deliver things to the store. Mm -hmm. Um, that, uh, yeah, it, it was really helpful, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. I think you, it was, also, uh, you kind of asked about just like the community as a whole is a mm -hmm. whole. It's a, a weird other sort of collision of worlds because <laughs> the, the people that you meet in the virtual space and the real space and then you sort of they start clashing and coming together. Yeah. Um, shout out to set to build <laughs> being the prime <laughs> example of that. Not all of them are quite so extreme. <laughs> right. <laughs> where you literally move 5000 miles all across the world. Yeah, um, but I think that still just members of the community who just found things online and are now members of my local lug, who, yeah. and I get to hang out with. It's like, wait a minute, you were watching, <laughs> you were watching my streams back in the beginning, yeah. and now we're just hanging out. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Especially like talking about how those worlds are, in a lot of ways, merging or colliding, and and yeah, people you meet online have become part a part of your your real life or you know people who are part of your real life are starting to maybe poke their head into your streams or your your online community how how is that for you it's definitely weird mm. i think mostly it's nice um 
it's a little bit it makes it does make you kind of a little bit careful yeah with sort of what you say in what situations and what sort of personal information is where right um because i think the days of the sort of the zoom calls where everyone was friends on facebook with their full names and all of their you could scroll back to their school photos if you really wanted to mm -hmm. um uh i think those days are gone yeah um, and so you do have to be that's one of the things i think you have to be a little bit careful of but on the other hand it's like we were talking about just before we started the stream you feel like you develop these relationships with people mm. And when you meet them in person, whether it's at a TwitchCon or a Lego event or a street, just a stream chat or something, you feel like you already know them. So you build all these cool friendships with people. Yeah. And then you you just meet them in person and you just carry on. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, because we, when we were talking about it, I had noted that this was actually the first, I think, actual like one to one interaction speaking directly to each other. But it, it's one of those things where you can easily forget that because I think we've been in each other's channel enough times where we're like, yeah, we, we've, we've talked. We, we know who the other person yeah. is. We're familiar with them. Uh, definitely. You were there early as well. I remember you were, you were there among my first streams. Yeah. So. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, look, I was excited that you were, uh, that you're, you were mocking. And I was like, this is this is always cool to see someone, you know, building something, you know, completely original on their own. And so that's what got my attention when I went by your stream. And that's why I kept, you know, coming back, saying hi when I was able to, because uh, I, I love that. And I, I love the, you know, hey, we're just going to hang out and we're going to build and see what happens, because I'm, I'm kind of, you know, at least the attitude, my, my attitude's very similar. I'm like, we're going to do whatever and we're going to hang out. So, uh, yeah, yeah with um you know your ex with your with your in in-depth experience i would say as as a builder and a uh, afol and a lego fan um what's it like going to uh, all these shows and your experiences with conventions um i would i you know i follow you on social media so i see that you attend a lot of these things uh how how is that for you and what what do you love the most about those those shows Ooh, interesting. So there's there's lots <laughs> of different types of shows. Yeah. And in my mind, I kind of separate, I call sort of there's one side, which is shows, where the primary purpose of the event is interacting with the public. Mm -hmm. So you're talking to kids or adults about what you've built, whether it's saying how many fish can you spot in this ocean <laughs> build um, versus it's, did you know the history of this thing or, you know. Uh, let me tell you about how we came up with this build. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's sort of one side of things. And then what I kind of call conventions are where the main focus is more about sort of socializing with other Apples. Um, often there's, there's a sort of Lego endorsed networking events, the official ones where there's sort of talks and activities and workshops and evening events mm -hmm. and sort of getting together with people and, People that you don't see very often because you live in different parts of the world, but there's a couple of times a year when people sort of congregate. Um, for example, uh, you know, uh, Bricks Cascade was the most recent one uh, that we went to up in the Pacific Northwest, and that was um, it was great fun because it was the home convention for some good friends that I'd met at another convention. Mm. 
um, and become really good friends with through just meeting and feeling sort of like-minded people, um, similar kinds of attitudes to the Lego community and the hobby, meeting them at a convention and then spending all this time hanging out together online during the pandemic. Yeah. And then two years later, having <laughs> having planned to go to Bricks Cascades in, what was it? Was it March 2020? but only managing to get there in March 2022. <laughs> so, yeah, long time coming. But I think that both of those types of events can be really, really rewarding. And yeah. they're totally different in my mind. They both involve bringing a suitcase full of Lego to a big <laughs> hole somewhere. Right. <laughs> but there are different levels of intensity, different kinds of things going on. Yeah. What do you like in shows compared to conventions and vice versa? It's interesting because they both have sort of they both have pros and cons. Mm -hmm. On, for example, the big conventions, you tend to get. Um, I think it depends on the convention. I've heard that some this is more the case than others. Um, that there can be sort of quite a lot of competition or sort of um, sort of big big name uh, fall mock builders showing off their next big creation and make trying to make sure that they're the next headline on, uh, um, you know, a Brothers Brick article or a feature or something like that. Right. Um, and uh, I f that can sometimes be inspirational to see, but also feel a lot of pressure <laughs> um, being among yeah. that, that sort of crowd. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's obviously a bit less of that when you're, if you're targeting your audience towards kids, obviously kids think it's really cool if you've built something huge and amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but I still, I find that kids are, quite happy to talk about you know how many fish can you spot <laughs> or <laughs> right. what's inside this building or oh isn't it you know they they like to just look at particularly scenes sort of playing out little stories and scenes mm -hmm. um that can be a lot of fun and so different people have different strengths i think some people would find the sort of storytelling and just placing some minifigures around a scene they might not, you know, I don't have any kind of childcare or education or whatever, like experience. <laughs> I just do what I think would be fun and people seem to like it. Yeah. Um, but other people find that really intimidating and they would far rather have in-depth conversations about the exact way to use the newest Technic panel than they would talk right. to a kid. Right. And some people vice versa. Yeah, I think I think that's a great observation. Um, now. For a lot of these events, you've done some collaborative builds as well. Uh, how often do you get to do that? And, and what's it like to work on these things with other people? It depends on the scale. It can mm. be really challenging. Mm -hmm. And it really relies on sort of the, the, what the type of collaboration that you're doing. Yeah. So, for example, the Great Ball Contraptions, um, I don't know if you've You've sort of seen those in action mm -hmm. where there's a sort of set of standards of uh, it's sort of, you know, it's a giant, giant contraption that moves Lego balls around each different module. And you can bring a module and there's a standard system for where it comes in and where it goes out. So you can slot that in so you can have 30 people bringing them in. And there's obviously still a lot of management involved. I don't want to belittle oh, yeah. the people who are doing that. <laughs> but there's yeah. a standard system that allows people to slot into that. Um, 
and when you're doing if you're doing that kind of, I'm not very experienced in that because things that move and technic things are difficult um, mm -hmm. but uh, for example collaborative city builds um, you know a Ninjago city or a big street scene or something like that again it really relies on having strong organization and standards to follow to get that uniformity to sort of they, there's some do whatever degree is suitable for that display to have that yeah. that organization um, but my most the the collaborative bills that I've enjoyed the most um, have been that now that now that Setsville and I have actually been able to live together and share our Lego collections and build together yeah that's been the most rewarding because yeah. we were able to sort of completely create things. I'm sure he he showed he showed the N1 Starfighter yeah, <laughs> um, on his interview that I hope everybody's watched. Um, <laughs> and it was so much fun to just work together and sort of critique each other's parts of the build yeah. and sort of dive in and say, oh, but I, I really think this bit should be done this way. Or, you know, I, I, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've managed to work together without clawing each other's eyes out in anger. <laughs> I can't believe you would ruin it by doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely something to be said, right? Where, you know, especially I, I, I would I would think that we're all, you know, for those of us that build, or even just those of you who mock, you're you're fairly used to doing it on your own, and so bringing another mm -hmm. person into the equation really not it complicates things, but it, it certainly is a whole nother level of not not only do we need to solve a particular problem or create a particular thing we set out to do, but now there's the the whole other aspect of how do I get there with this other person who has their ideas and how how will they mesh with my ideas so mm -hmm. yeah and their how will their Lego collection mesh with it because I would mm. some people it's it's relatively rare I think but people do collaborate and just borrow and share bricks with each other right and I've always been way too possessive of my collection it's like the only kind of collaboration <laughs> I'm willing to do is where I'm I've got a base plate and all my bricks are on my base plate right and there's no there's like a line and <laughs> right and no, mine and I get to take it all home again no <laughs> no bricks shall cross to the other side yeah yeah that's that's awesome and uh you know with your your experience of uh you know doing these doing these collaborative builds and your own mocks uh, you've you've also you know you you've talked a little bit about this before and and touched on it briefly in our conversation, but like doing Lego commissions, and so tell me more about your experience doing those sort of things as well. Yeah, it's uh can be rewarding. Yeah, can be stressful. Okay, mostly rewarding. Mostly. Um, uh can be very stressful if you don't plan it well mm. so i've done a handful i've not done a lot um but i've done a handful of uh of commission builds on a, a range of scales mm -hmm. the biggest one being <laughs> the one that um i built a 1 to 50 scale model of a building that my company designed oh that's cool um, and it would be a little bit too uh, I think it would be a little bit too doxing for me to post photos of it, which is why most people haven't seen sure. any uh, any images on social media and so on. But it's about it's about five or six feet long and two feet wide and two three feet tall sort wow. of building. And 
that was I'm really really glad I did that because it was really enjoyable but the rate that I got paid for it was not uh. was not high enough for the amount of time and love that I put into it yeah. but I kind of knew that going in whereas I think it's with smaller things um with sort of with small projects I'm happy to just um, sort of make a make a guesstimate of what I think things will be worth, um, but for anything bigger than sort of a you know sort of smallish build sort of this size, I I would build it virtually first, mm-hmm. um, price the parts, buy the parts, and assemble it rather than working from uh, working from my collection like that because yeah. uh, it's it can be really tough to sort of keep track of what you're doing where and letting the costs run away with you. And obviously the, it's difficult to make sure you have to make sure that the client knows that Lego is expensive mm-hmm. and any kind of it, just any kind of art commission. If you think about how long any kind of creative process takes and you just, even if you just take minimum wage and multiply it by those number of hours, um, it's, uh, it's really tough. Yeah. So, it i would i would my if for anybody considering it <laughs> i would think very carefully yeah. about whether it's right for you mm. um that doesn't mean that you can't do it but just the balance of what your time is worth to you and to others just be very careful <laughs> <laughs> a cautionary tale if you will <laughs> <laughs> but it can be so rewarding because oh, I built, I, yeah. you know, I built things for. I've had friends or colleagues request things to give as gifts yeah. for people's birthdays. That one's a really fun one to do because they're, you know, you get the reaction from somebody in the end. And that's, when it's that's personal, really right? Um, yeah. And uh, so that kind of thing is is it's really good fun, but um, it's definitely not for everyone because you need to have quite a good sort of business mind around uh, around that. And I'm not saying I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, thank you for that insight. That's certainly something that doesn't come a lot up a lot in these in these shows. And uh, I th- I think that your your perspective is is very helpful because I could see how someone might be that sounds really fun. But then if they didn't think about those things, right, whether it be uh, the cost of 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 time doing that to the size of the project and thinking about all the little things that go into it can can definitely i think apply a lot more pressure to uh to you if you're if you're trying to get a commission done but yeah very very interesting stuff i didn't uh i didn't realize that you know i i never really thought about that process but yeah i mean it's just like getting any any kind of other piece of creative commission you know whether you're asking you know an artist for work which is the things that i have experienced you know working as a as a customer and requesting it um so sounds like emotes or whatever yeah emotes <laughs> definitely yeah that's like that's something all of us streamers probably deal with at some point is is uh talking to an artist about getting it but it's it's the same deal in terms of if you're commissioning like like a lego project of some kind very cool. Now, now we know <laughs> it can be rewarding, but can also be a lot. <laughs> yeah, and there's a few folks who uh, 
who do it in amongst the brick building community. We've had a couple of times that people have reached mm-hmm. out and said, I'd like to try and work on this. Mm-hmm. What? Who could help me out? So there's folks who've got experience of different types of builds and have done various types of things. So, yeah. um, there's a lot of people who sell instructions for their builds, uh, I, which I don't do. <laughs> instructions right. are hard. That's a no from me. <laughs> no, I've heard, I've heard that. And I, I mean, just thinking about the logistics of that, instructions feel like a lot of work. So I don't know if I would want to do that either, personally wanting just to do no. that, that aspect. It doesn't meet the threshold of like effort to reward. Yeah. Me, <laughs> you gotta it's really, really sad that. because I know that there's people out there who see something and they say, oh, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have the instructions for building that. You go, I'm really sorry, but that's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You're like, I don't, you're like, I don't, can't, can't do that. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> What are your thoughts on the Lego community on Twitch from when you entered it to kind of where it is now? How do you feel about its evolution so far? It's, it's an amazing place. I'm yeah. very, that's the first thing to say. Um, I sort of, I was aware of Lego content on YouTube before I found Twitch. And like I told you, I sort of, I almost found Lego on Twitch and didn't quite manage um, <laughs> that a few years ago. Um, but discovering that there's sort of just a a really just a supportive and friendly network of people, and you know, shout out to Set to Build and Brick and Nick for sort of being the the founders and keeping us all together. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that it's I've seen the Apple community changing a lot over the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I obviously didn't watch a lot of i didn't watch any lego on twitch before that but i know that there were lots of streamers who were sort of coming in during covid um and it seems to only be an exponential spike of of more people sharing what they do and what they love mm-hmm. and sharing all their thoughts and i think that it's it's really nice to have a place where everyone is just sort of everyone feels like they have this welcome and open platform Mm-hmm. sort of share what they love about the hobby uh, and i think it's it's been really helpful because although in lots of places sort of, we're not in lockdown anymore so we're not in this mode of sort of being fully online and that's our only outlet for our creative hobbies mm-hmm. i think there are so many people who haven't had that history of lego sort of friends or groups in the real world <laughs> right that uh, having a really sort of supportive and encouraging and friendly and a welcoming community where people can form friendships and share their love of the brick mm-hmm. together. Um, I think it's really, it's really valuable. Yeah. And it's only growing. Yeah. I, I was going to say it's, it's, it's only continuing to grow. There's always, I feel like new, new streamers and new viewers coming to the category or not the category we wish we had a category to the to the tag uh all the time i feel i think not a week goes by that i don't discover you know like i i I find a new person um doing it and uh, it's so hard to keep up i feel like that's one of the biggest challenges is that yeah i think a lot of people as viewers and streamers had more time when things were locked down yeah. Um, but even even discounting that as a factor, mm-hmm. it's just it's for some people having something on Twitch on the background 
24-7 is fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm not one of I, I kind of I struggle with multiple audio inputs at the same time. Yeah. And so I'm not a Twitch in the background person. I'm a I'm fully watching your stream and engaging with it or I'm yeah. not. So for me, that makes it really, really hard to sort of dip in a little bit and get to know people because I can't just have stuff in on in the background. Yeah. And the type of lots of people will have the type of job where they can have um, a Twitch stream running while they're doing their job, but that doesn't. My brain just can't <laughs> yeah. process that. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel that I feel kind of at a disadvantage that we have. How many did he say? We got a hundred and sixty something. Yeah, uh, it was a hundred sixty. Is what I've I've heard, and I and yeah. counting. I imagine. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, I feel like I've watched. Like five minutes of so many people's streams. Yeah. Or no minutes because I'm finding <laughs> new people all the time. <laughs> I get that. I, uh, I'm, you know, I've, I've done the whole try, try to, you know, keep a couple streams open at a time just to kind of, you know, whether I'm supporting the person or, you know, I just kind of want to be there when I'm able to poke my head in and, and make a joke or say something or react. Uh, but like you, I find that it's really difficult to manage that. And so I have as of late shifted more to that. I, I, when I'm there, I'm there and I'm engaging and I'm interacting. I can listen, I can talk and what have you. And that's great. But that also means for the other dozen people that are on at the moment or the other people that potentially come on and stream in that time, where I'm actually paying attention to someone else, uh, it, it makes it difficult to keep up, you know? And I, I've, I've been really making a point to try to find people that I don't normally go to, right? Because you kind of ha- you kind of mm-hmm. start to have your, here's where I want to go, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. But I think in the name of trying to also get to know the wider community of brick builders, I've been really making an effort to like, okay, can I find someone with a tag that I've never been to before, right? And then, but that means I'm probably going to miss out on the other two or three people that I'd probably check out normally during that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I find that it, especially because um, there's sort of, I'm trying, you know, moving house and moving city and lots of yeah. real life adulting to do. I find that my sort of social battery mm-hmm. is drains quite quickly so being if 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 being in a stream is an active process because it's not an in the background thing then that can drain quite quickly so i find that in my kind of downtime i'm focusing on very sort of one person activities yeah you know i'm sort of playing a game by myself or watching tv show or doing something and a very inward looking because my job involves lots of Zoom calls <laughs> and <laughs> streams are a little bit too much like that. Yeah. So um, it, uh, it's, it's really, um, I, I think it's very, it's very laudable. And I, I very much appreciate that uh, people like you are having that time and dedication to sort of keep tabs on yeah. everybody that's around because uh, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. It, it... You know, I I completely sympathize with you though, and, and we'll go. I will sometimes go a week, um, 
where I, I, I try not to do any of that because like you said, it, there's that social battery that you have. Right. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's really important to be sensitive to where you, you know, where we're at with that, you know, especially I know a lot of the people who watch this show or watch my streams and people in the greater community, very dedicated to the brick brick builders and the streamers in the, in 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 this space but if you feel like you gotta just to echo echo cranky rick's point you like mm -hmm. take some time focus on something for just you right where maybe yeah like watch a watch a tv show or play a game you know where you have your thoughts and you don't have to have to listen to other streams or things like that i think it's really important for for our energy and uh, it, it allows us to be better for when we do engage others, whenever that might be later. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's a nice, uh, that for people who are streamers, but also just for viewers as well. Yeah. Because just being, knowing that it's fine to just lurk mm -hmm. or to just be there for 15 minutes or whatever, however you want to be there, you know, we just appreciate that you're there. Yeah. And there isn't a sort of requirement to be sort of uh you know i think you you talked with set to build a lot about the different energies and different vibes in different streams mm -hmm. and so finding the mood that suits you at the right time and engaging with it the amount that you're comfortable with is a part of sort of feeling welcomed i think feeling like it's okay to just have whatever vibe you're comfortable with Absolutely. in that moment and it doesn't always have to be the same one yeah because I felt the sort of, uh, kind of, do I do I do I need to be really energetic all the time? Because do people like is that why people what people want from Twitch? Or <laughs> if I have some streams where I'm really chill, but then other streams where I'm really energetic, does that mean yeah. all the people who only like chill stuff are not going to like the other stuff? And it's sort of, oh, it's so you have to sort of like just think, okay, I'm just being me, and yeah. that's what you get. <laughs> Yeah. this isn't like uh, cranky is not a persona that is like a character that i'm playing it's right. just it's just me <laughs> so you get <laughs> however i am that day <laughs> that is so that's so valuable and it's so it's so true uh i think i i think a lot of us tend to think that way that you just described where you know are people who are here when i'm really energetic are they not going to be here when i decide to just be a lot more relaxed the next time you know i think a lot of us think about kind of that meta the meta of people like why will people hang out here in the in in this channel uh versus mm -hmm. another channel or versus you know when i'm in a good mood versus where i'm in more of a blah mood right and so yeah yeah. And you can get so hung up about it because you can see you can start to see correlations of saying, okay, well when this when this is what's happening on the stream or the mood that I'm in, this correlates to more people subscribing or more people using bits or yeah. um or just more numbers, you know, more likes on social media or more viewers or whatever and you can attribute that to one or other vibe and mm -hmm. uh, you can feel the pressure to kind of alter yourself to match that and i feel like sometimes we have to have a bit of reality check and say 
of the 160 something people who are streaming brick building on Twitch, how many of those are making a meaningful amount of money from all of those things? Right. And because as a percentage of people on Twitch at all, sort of we're our community is so it's so fantastic because if for people who don't know the rest of Twitch very well, there are thousands and thousands of people who have never and will never make it to affiliate because they will never get three people in their stream. And so the fact that we're just handed on a platter, here's all these viewers and other streamers that are just, here's this community that's just ready to go. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't realize. And I mean, maybe it's sort of, it's un maybe it's unfair to say are not, are ungrateful because maybe they just don't realize how that is compared to like the rest of Twitch, because you know, you know, you know about the rest of Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just a brick builder. You, you know yeah. about the Twitch culture and community. So I think that people sort of, get it can be really exciting and rewarding yeah and i actually i feel like there's so many parallels i ran a bricklink store for a while yeah and there are so many parallels because you can pour in so much effort and you get a bit of pocket money unless you're like really really serious and you're really dedicated to it you're you're lucky and talented and dedicated you're yeah it's yeah you know sort of take a step back and sort of think like it's you get the dopamine hit because someone's given you five dollars right <laughs> yeah but sort of i think i don't know the whole thing has definitely uh got easier for me once i've got over the initial rush of the first few times that that happens and you get that oh big dopamine hit i want to keep yeah. doing whatever it was that made that happen because yeah. oh that feels good mm -hmm. um but you can kind of get addicted to it or you can kind of you can be changing your behavior for it and you can get toxic. You can stop being supportive of each other in the community. You're not building each other up. You're not sort of thinking about why everybody's doing what they're doing. And it's just, we're overall a very, I think, welcoming and supportive community, but it, you do, you see people sort of those divisions being introduced and you're like, it's like, okay, it's like $25. <laughs> like, are you really, you know? Yeah. No, is it that that's such a great point. I think that you touched on something that doesn't often, I think, cross the minds of streamers in, the, you know, especially in this space. Because I, I, I think that you're absolutely correct that in the, like this, the brick building Twitch community, that if you are even to some degree on and you, you do it, a certain length of time the brick building community will find you and they will then uh they will then support you uh and you're right because uh it's very different than the, than the greater twitch community where there are people there are streams who never like you said break three concurrent viewers uh yeah, there's 12 followers yeah um, one day they get 13 followers. You don't just get 100 from, you know, Brick and Nick finds you and raids yep. you. Here's 50 yep. followers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? here's, here's your 50 <laughs> followers. And within the next day or two, you, you will likely hit your concurrent three viewers at the very least. So it's, it's actually a phenomenon that I hadn't thought about, but it's so very true that within this community, uh, 
it's skewed differently, right? Because there's some stats that came out last year, and this is just in regards to affiliates, not even the greater Twitch streaming community, those that aren't affiliates, but there's a very small percentage of affiliates that uh, don't even get their payout because they can't break the threshold of mm-hmm. uh, 100 US dollars, or at least, you know, here in the US, that's what it is, $100 to even get your payout. There's a very small percentage of people that even get that regularly because of, you know, the support that is on Twitch. Most people don't get the viewership or or even, you know, that kind of financial support from their communities. And so we're. I think I, I agree with you in that we're very lucky as a as just a like a whole community to have such a dedicated viewership so i'd never thought about that for someone who is a part of the community and they decide yeah maybe i want to stream too do you have any advice or or thoughts for someone who's never done it and maybe want to get into the the content creation side of things I think, well, first of all, I should point you to the wonderful resources that already exist in the Brick Building Community Discord. There are pages and tips and help and support and trying to get people because a lot of people, um, particularly, again, another unique thing about the Brick Building Community is that people tend to come to Twitch and that's their first taste of Twitch. Mm-hmm. So um, I think there is a, there's a lot of support around how would you even start? And some tip, tips like the things that I mentioned before about don't go out and spend a lot of money until you've just tried it with your own janky setup or whatever you've got. <laughs> yeah, Just give it a go and reach out. There's loads of people around to help you. Um, and there's there's 160 other people around <laughs> who've done it before. Yeah. So can, uh, you can reach out and ask some questions, look for, look for tips um, and, and give it a go. But I think that this is uh, something that lots of us have talked about before is sort of finding finding your niche because the meta comes and goes mm-hmm. and what's currently popular comes and goes streamers are fickle and viewers are fickle so you just need to find what you love and what you get out of it and it's like with any hobbies why are you doing it um, and just being honest with yourself, because if you're saying, oh, I'm doing it because I get this dopamine rush when the little bling message goes off when I get a new follower yeah. or something like that, like, that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. That be could honest. be the reason. Yeah, that's okay. Like, we don't need to all be sort of super, you know, all superior about it and say like, oh, yeah, I'm totally above all of that. And I'm just here for the bricks. It's like, yeah, of course, it feels good when you get a little alert that- <laughs> You know, someone press the follow button and you say, hi, welcome in. Or some new person comes in chat and you say, you know, hello. Someone's watching what I'm doing. Like, of course, that's why we're all here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you still have to. No one's no one's going to have fun watching what you're doing if you haven't thought about what it is that you're going to do. So I love that advice. I think that people need to really, uh, you know, try it out, figure out if it's for them. And understand the reason, right? Understand why why you do it. Because uh, that is the sort of thing that will carry you through the times where you may not be getting a lot of follows, right? Or a lot of viewers. 
right? Uh, it's definitely, I think, I think the 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 allure of being a streamer, right, is very clear. It's like you have people watching you, you get attention. People people are watching you. You may even make a little money from it, but it's really like at the end of the day, do you re do you know do you know why you're doing it? And I think that's very important important advice. So. Uh, thank you for that what continues to motivate you to to hit that start streaming button i think it's it's that feedback because it, it's when the things that really mean something and make you keep coming back is you know getting i had uh uh very early on I had a really positive exchange with somebody saying, I I really like sort of just the, your general, you know, the vibe. And I find that uh, the, you know, I, I like the the sort of the chill and see how it goes kind of attitude. And I like that we go off on tangents and talk about other things and, and just chat. And this particular person was really grateful because um, their, uh, uh, their child had autism and so being able to use watching the streams and understanding and having some of those insights and using the Lego hobby as a means of sort of addressing some of those things in common it's uh, sort of getting that feedback saying yeah me and my son really enjoy just sort of hanging out with you basically yeah. um, you know it's that kind of message that that's the sort of thing that really keeps you going. Thing, um, I mean, oh, that's a that's a fairly extreme example because obviously, you know, <laughs> that's a quite a quite a profound and oh my goodness, I have a lot of responsibility now. Um, but there's just yeah, just folks who say that oh, it's just nice to chill out after work and uh, like I <laughs> whether 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 I I can or can't afford it or I do or don't sort of want to get all of the quite as much Lego as you've got. You yeah. know, it's nice to just see you build a set that I know that I'm not going to get. And it's nice to see someone else build it because I get to experience that without actually going out and buying it. Yeah. Um, even that sort of feedback. It doesn't have to be very profound. <laughs> um, <laughs> Knowing that someone is is positively impacted by your your streams yeah. and your content. It's like you imagine it's uh, this is really good advice, and I don't know who gave me this advice. I don't remember, so I'm sorry, whoever you are. <laughs> um, but it's sort of imagine that uh, imagine that you're talking to a room of people, and if there was sort of if you've got five people in a room who are all watching you build some Lego and talking about it, that would feel like wow, that's a lot of attention. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and even if just one of that one of those people say, "Oh, I had a really good evening." Yeah. Like that sort of gives you the oh yeah, I'm doing something that that people enjoy and whether it helps them chill out or whether they learn something new or have fun or whatever it is. Yeah. I love that too. You know, I love I love getting that feedback knowing that you know, perhaps I made some kind of positive impact uh that that stream you know to even even one person right it's always it's always nice to know yeah. that uh someone's day was a little bit better because they they hung out with you while you 
put some bricks together. Is there anyone on Twitch that uh, you would want to collaborate with that you haven't had an opportunity to? Oh, you put the second part in there, so I can't just say set to build. <laughs> I know. I caught myself because I was like, you probably already do. But <laughs> oh. Actually, um, so I definitely, I think the, the, the answer has to be Brickinista mm -hmm. because we've planned for like a year and a half ago, we <laughs> planned, but we've never managed to get the time zones to work out. Yeah. We've always been at opposite ends of the brick relay. <laughs> um, we've never managed to, uh, to get that to work out. And we've been talking about it since day one. Yeah. Um, was let's do something together. So I think that would be really good. That would be, it would be really nice for us to be able to sort of build, build some, you know, chat and build together. And then maybe we managed to actually meet in person at the um, Bricks Cascade uh, convention there. So yeah. being able to build something on a stream together and then bring it in real life. Yeah. That applies obviously to loads of people. Mm -hmm. But I think I have to pick her because <laughs> we tried to make this plan. <laughs> One like day. a year and a half ago, and <laughs> it's still not happened. Oh, I'm sure you'll find an opportunity soon. That's a great answer, though. It'd be cool to see see that kind of crossover between your two, like you two, and uh, building something together. Like, be very cool to see a yeah see that yeah as a as another you know another woman on Twitch. We're we're lucky in the brick building community to have quite a good amount of all kinds of diversity yeah but again if you think about the rest of twitch <laughs> oh yeah not so much <laughs> um and and also as a mock builder so even within the brick building community yeah that's, yeah that's that, kind of rare that's <laughs> yeah that's why i think that's really interesting to kind of get that crossover because you two represent such a small portion of the community it's cool <laughs> to see that i i love it i think that um I, I think that's that's really cool. Uh, so if if Naomi, if you're listening, or you haven't already gotten a DM from me or Cranky Bricks, there's the <laughs> there's the heads up. What uh, what kind of things do you have going on in the future for for you and and everything you you're you're up to these days? What's going What's what's going on? So lots of things are lots of things are up in the air mm -hmm. because nothing is ever as smooth as you think it will be. Mm -hmm. um, so a few months ago, left left my sort of previous HQ in London, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm temporarily well, temporarily, but for a lot longer than I thought, um, <laughs> staying in uh, in Cranky Pops in my dad's house, <laughs> um, and. Um, Trying to work out, work our way towards um, sort of the the cranky bricks and said to build Lego Empire with the creation of our HQ, um, and it's it's in the works. But everything we for a little while it looked like we might be able to get that kicking off next month, but it's going to be like next year. Yeah. So lots of things in limbo, but in the meantime, trying to sort of keep enough bricks around, keep the passion going. Mm -hmm. um, since we've moved up to Scotland and joined Tartan Lug, 
Um, it's our, our local club up here and done a couple of shows with them already. It's really, really nice. It's been really fun. So um, I think sort of keeping that going, but uh, not setting myself too many big challenges right now because there's a lot going on. Um, but uh, speaking of challenges, the Lego group are, uh, as every, uh, notorious for stealing our ideas. Um, it's not an original <laughs> idea, but they've just announced a competition to build for the 90th birthday, the 90th anniversary of the Lego group, to build a microscale version of your, one, your, one of your favorite Lego sets. I was like, hey, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that will be coming up. And I don't know if I've, I've already built some. Yeah. But maybe I'll be sort of tweaking them and getting my my resident uh, creative director to help me with some photography and uh, <laughs> critiquing and and maybe maybe building a couple more um, because yeah. we'd always plan to complete the series. There's so many more. Uh, yeah. We'd like to build. So I read I read that announcement yesterday and i thought of both of you yeah it's like, hang on someone's it's done like, that. it's like they've already it's done it <laughs> i can't claim that they stole it from me but you know whenever there's a new uh, there's a lego ideas set announced and then there's always at least one asshole who's really mad because they're like oh hey i came up with an idea yeah yeah been there done that called it yeah, yeah. i hope they accept multiple entries because we've already got like five <laughs> Yeah, you you've 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 made quite a few of them. I'm excited to see uh, more, actually, because I've always, uh, yeah. you know, I, th I I thought those builds were cool. You guys posted. I really those. want to do Paradisa, but I was holding off because my Paradisa parts, like my original '90s parts, are in storage. Oh yeah. So Man. yeah, we've but, got a busy few weeks coming up. Might have to find some time to go to a storage container or get on Bricklink. There you go. <laughs> because I can't have this competition fly me by without building a Paradiso one. I just wasn't feeling the pressure because I've only got new parts here. Right, but now there's there's a there's a reason, or there's there's some motivation to do it now, and so yeah. or sooner than later, and so I can't wait to see it if you if you do. Um, can't wait to see what you you uh will enter into it because I I just I love. I love the micro builds that you you have already done, so I can't wait to see well, I more. I hope that others try it too. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I... It's challenging, but I I I think the thing with Lego is that anybody can do it. You can just pick it up and play with it. That's the whole point. So mm -hmm. I hope that things like this that I mean I know they have these kinds of contests all the time, but I hope that I can specifically harass my community and say, "Look, <laughs> you can do this one." <laughs> I think that's a great point, and I agree with you. Not enough people do it, you know. I, I, I've been thinking about doing it. I might go back and maybe reproduce one of my favorite Blacktron sets, uh, or one of the ones that I built as as a kiddo that I loved. And I, I, I like that it's, it. I mean, it's hard, but you know, micro builds. I feel like you, it, it's reasonable, right? Like I feel like you can. And you don't need a lot of parts to do it generally. So you can yeah. kind of give it a shot. Sometimes you can find even more than with big builds that you really, really wish that this tiny piece came in that color and it doesn't mm -hmm. or you don't have it. So it can be frustrating. But yeah. again, you, you don't need half a million parts in your collection. If, if you really want to and you don't have to, but if you really want to, you can do some targeted shopping 
but it's not overall going to be a large thing. Hopefully, yeah. it's approachable for people. There's a there's a good question in chat uh, from Dragon Goddess, but uh, basically, what would you say to someone who who would insist that they can't they can't mock? Well, I don't like I don't like the can't, you yeah. know, um, but I don't know, because I find I still want to be respectful and patient with people who just don't want to do it. But people who say I want to, but I can't. Mm -hmm. It's like. What is it about? What is it about that process? Because I don't feel I feel like it's incredibly rare and people put themselves under a lot of pressure to be like originally creative. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was good at art and design at school, but I was like, I would draw pictures of things. Yeah. Right. Like I'm not like I'm copying the reality, the world. And that's, I think some of that kind of maybe that knowledge or experience or practice is basically what I use when I'm mocking because you're looking at something usually, whether it's something in your mind's eye or a real thing, you're looking at it and you're picking out the key features of it and you're trying to represent it. So whether it's a micro scale copy of a set, if it's an ice planet thing or yeah, here's one I made earlier. <laughs> it's sort of, this is uh, the, the Islanders one. And oh, this part is the yeah. got to make that work. Because that's like a really that's like this this face and the rock and yeah. the boats the way you know picking up some key features and saying okay what how does what makes that thing its thing and I think people I'm not I can't claim to be a very good you know painter or whatever but that's what you do when you're sort of creating anything it's learning how to represent finding some key features in a real like you know an apple here's the shiny bit on the side of it this is the stalk this is the dark bit and the light bit looking at what's light and dark and where shadows are and then re mm -hmm. replicating that in paint it's the same thing i think with mocking is it's a it's all about looking mm -hmm. it's it's looking at the thing that you're trying to do and whether that's in your mind's eye which is very difficult or it's yeah. a real thing which is easier yeah. <laughs> um it's looking at that and then trying to find sort of finding pieces that look like the shapes that you see. Yeah. Feeling what the key features are looking like with, uh, like said to build set out the scale of the N1 mock based on, okay, the canopy is really important and mm -hmm. I know it's hard to represent in Lego. So I'm going to look for the size and scale of canopy pieces that work for this. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's this one that's four wide. Okay. How does that scale for the rest of the ship? Yeah, the rest because that informs the rest of the build. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's 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 not about original creativity and completely coming up with new ideas from nothing, because it can look like that from the outside. Yeah, and that can be really intimidating. But yeah. I think it's the same as I think if if people sort of if people are struggling and want some kind of help specifically because just listen to what I'm saying isn't helpful. I think that um uh finding tutorials about sort of artistic processes is probably a good resource because I think there's very, there there are mock tutorials that are based around particular park collections and like, this is how you connect these two parts together and this is how you might do that. There's loads of brilliant, brilliant resources yeah. like Tips and Bricks um, is a, a brilliant resource for that. New Elementary talks about new parts and how you can connect them, but that's all kind of technical. That's like from an artist's <laughs> perspective, that's like, oh, here's some new types of paint. <laughs> or something right. but not <laughs> right. how do you actually look at the thing that you're going to paint and then use the brush to paint <laughs> yeah 
there's yeah but i i i i think that's still some good advice right like finding something even to just like reproduce or just having some kind of reference of something you want to do is always a good starting place so very yeah. very cool stuff i think um there it might have been brickanista who said this to me but even taking like small sets and rebricking them is always a good place to start. Oh yeah, poten potentially. I should have absolutely should mention that. That yeah, that's how you build up your kind of. You have a sort of a, a toolbox of how do these things work. Mm -hmm. And so you know, a classic one is okay. You've built all the modular buildings. The Lego designers have used techniques that some of which were invented by Eiffels. Um, yeah. You know, oh, they do a door like this. This is how they get the door on a slant, or this is how the window is inset. This is how they use jumper plates to set the window in or out from the wall that adds a little bit more detail. Yeah. You can learn all these things from sets. Yeah. Very cool. That's actually, that was part of my, my, my personal motivation in all the sets that I've been, I've been building over time since I started, because I, I wanted... I felt like I, you know, being being a, a newly minted AFOL at the time, I was like, I don't know enough about build techniques. So what better way to look at those by also just building some sets and seeing what, you know, what techniques are being used. And, you know, I can I can say now I've I've seen a lot. And uh, you know, as someone who is still kind of like a little shy about mocking on stream, but like I you know, I'll I'll try to do some do something once in a while, and dabble. Uh, I dabble a <laughs> little bit, uh, <laughs> and it's nice because uh, I can think about experiences from just sets I've built. You know, so, yeah, very great and, stuff. But even if even that's too intimidating for you, there are plenty of builders who you can just stack bricks on top of each other. You know, mm -hmm. you can just start mm -hmm. there. Yeah, doesn't have to be these it's can be very satisfying to find these really special connections where you're doing you're doing lego maths with like fractions of the sizes of plates and all that kind yeah. of stuff but you can just start with putting bricks on top of each other you know yeah. put, put the bricks on top to make a wall and put a window in it like you could start yeah. with that yeah that's okay <laughs> baby steps are fine whatever will get you building right Well, with everything we've talked about today, it has been just wonderful getting to know more about you and your story. Uh, it's it's I've learned a lot in this short time. Um, now that you've experienced this this thing that is crossing the streams, who would you like to see go through this in the future? Oh goodness me! I didn't think about this question. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It's really hard. It's a hard I one. I don't know. I know. I feel like it gets oh. harder every episode, too. Okay. Yeah. So this might also be slightly belying that maybe I haven't seen them all, so maybe that you've already done this. Okay. But have you interviewed a virtual builder? I have not. Someone who doesn't build with physical bricks. Have you done that already? I have not done that, and that is that is a wonderful... Because okay. I've been meaning to do there that. You, you need a digital builder. Got it. Okay. So if I have to name one, then Asgardian Studio is probably the going to drop a minute. But there yeah. are others. There, there are, are others. others. Yeah, um, I was going so. to say, you know, uh, Bronze Revenge just got dropped yeah. in the in the chat as a name. So yeah, yep. Virtual Builder, great, great call. Yeah, because uh, that is that is something we haven't done yet. 
Yeah, they can talk about a whole different creative process where you have every part that Lego's ever made in your disposal. You have a way bigger collection than any of us do. Yeah, that's you have almost, every brick with every minute. Is that a blessing almost, or a curse? Yeah, I was going to say that's like I think at first thought, my intuition's like, oh, that sounds awesome. But then as I think about it more, I'm like, but that's also kind of stressful because now you have the whole range of parts. And you don't know what you can, like, you know that you could use anything, but you don't know what the right choice is mm -hmm. at that point or if it yeah. makes sense to. Having that bucket of parts in front of you and letting mm -hmm. them speak, that sounds very, sounds very cliche, letting them speak to you, you know, just playing <laughs> right. with them. Yeah. That's how I work. And I, you know, I can sometimes use the digital tools, but and it would be great to do things like being able to just change the color of a part that doesn't come in that color, just click a button yeah. and now it's the color you wanted yeah. but not having those kind of not having that inspiration coming from the physical stuff in front of you having to think of it yourself and go find it yeah yeah quite hard to say you know i yeah, work in, i work in game design as a as my day job and so uh we always like in conversations with other designers and and it's part of my own personal philosophy a lot of the greatest stuff that we do comes from restrictions or comes from limitations yeah. to some degree, whatever that might be, whether it's a technical limitation that we have uh, based on what we want to make uh, or, you know, in the example of building with Lego, like the pieces at your disposal, right? Like you, you kind of have to, you're, you're more forced to be creative. And so yeah. when you, when you have the digital, the whole digital library of Lego bricks at your disposal, like what, what kind of, what kind of solutions can you come with, come up with for the limitations that you almost have to impose on your shelf? Because otherwise you're just kind of stuck there going, I could do anything and I don't know what to do. And it becomes almost analysis paralysis at that point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gets overwhelming. Yeah. Now, uh, virtual, virtual builders on the list so that's a wonderful uh, recommendation where can people find you online uh so i'm, I'm cranky bricks everywhere mm -hmm. so should uh i should probably get a tiktok account i don't have TikToks. <laughs> Someone's over there. Someone's in the chat right now is making the account so they can hold it ransom. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Do with that. Mm. But uh, on Twitch and Instagram, Twitter, places like that. Yeah, you can cranky bricks. Twitch.tv/slash cranky bricks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and at the moment, I'm tending to stream on Sunday evenings. Okay. Um, I I had I probably should I think I probably still have a schedule on my page that is not that is Wednesdays and Sundays but with moving house and new job and new everything then weeknights is too much so um, it's it's weekly once a week at the minute. Mm. Great. It's always nice to make no promises and then if you can do something extra it's great. Hey, that's totally my boat right now. That's totally what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. outside of crossing the streams i tell chat hey uh whenever yeah Be turn your notifications on yeah <laughs> turn on notif yeah I, I say turn on notifications or join my discord if you really want to know when i'm on so um yeah you're also you're also uh deeply involved with uh the brick building uh 
community Discord server and the the newly minted team. So uh, that's also something great because uh, you know set to build was able to announce that on his episode. Um, it seems yeah. like there's more applicants still coming through. It's going more. really well. Yeah, yeah. We definitely we're we're getting loads and loads of applicants, and so he's like basically every night he's checking you know checking that. The, the emails and seeing more people coming in and yeah we're really starting to build it up it's 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 great i i'd be i'd be really interested to hear from people um sort of how that's generally been going i know we talked about it a little bit on his stream yesterday mm -hmm. um and did get a little bit of feedback from some some viewers saying that they're they're already using it to find new people mm -hmm. um so that was the whole the whole point um is that the you know the community already existed yeah. So sort of the fact that it's a stream team, sort of there isn't any more team than there was a community already. Like, you know, it's not <laughs> right. a different team, like a different group of people or anything like that. Right. It's just it's just a web page where if any brick builders are live that are part of that, they'll be they'll be there. So viewers can find that sort of the the um I think the way that we were phrasing it is the probably Lego content. <laughs> <laughs> you know if 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 you if someone clicks on your channel and it's probably lego yeah. then apply to apply to join the team so that if a viewer is looking for some probably lego to watch yeah then they can go to twitch.tv slash team slash brick building yep and find whoever's on at that moment so i'm in the mood for some lego so it'll never be perfect until we have a category right because then obviously you go to a category and it's anybody who's streaming Lego at that time. Yeah. Um uh will be there. But yeah. until we get that, we've got a page full of people who are probably streaming Lego. <laughs> yeah. Likely. <laughs> it's 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 more often than not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um and but still I, I think that probably most people in the chat probably already voted for the category. Um, yeah. and it's I think I looked up it's the seventh most voted um user voice twitch user voice request for for categories yeah um, there's a few above there I think game development and so on are, are higher up than that there's a few sort of uh in demand new categories but yeah uh it's a come on twitch you can do it we believe we believe in you <laughs> it's it's definitely something that I think you know if it wasn't for the tag it would be so much more difficult. So I'm glad at mm -hmm. least we have the tag. But yeah, I would love to see an actual category. And, uh, you know, if you guys, if if you haven't voted on the user voice post, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, please vote on that. And yeah, those of you who uh, aren't familiar with the team, check out, check out the team page. Uh, twitch.tv slash is it team I, I keep confusing if it has an s or not <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's singular it's just team Sing, yeah team slash brick building and yeah. uh, you can you can find a number of us who uh mostly mostly lego mostly build <laughs> um yeah and yeah and so uh as cranky said you know there's there's uh more apps uh set to build's been reviewing them and uh yeah, please, please check those out. Um, as is customary, 
at the end of the show, I always like to give the floor to the guests to uh, make some parting words for those that are listening or any any thoughts that you would like to share. Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I feel I'm I'm honored to be invited as your Thank guest, you. and uh, yeah, I'm among uh, you know you know among good good crowd. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the people who've uh, been on your show, um, so I appreciate I appreciate being included. Um, and I think, what would I, what would I say to Chan <laughs> or or to you? It's just it's it's hard to not sound very cliched, but just be you, do what you want. Don't be afraid to just mess around, and uh, specifically when it comes to mock building. Uh, I'm I'm more than happy if people just don't really want to do it, but I I often come across people who think that they who think that they can't or think that there's some secret some sort of mystical art to it. Um, but the answer is lots of practice, trial and error. Um, yeah. Just as as with any kind of creative endeavor, people say, "Oh, you know, where did you how did you learn to draw so well?" I just practiced a lot, <laughs> and I wouldn't even say that I'm a good mock builder. You go to these conventions and you see these kind of phenomenal creations, but you just do what's fun. So I think that's my that's my sort of parting thought. Whether you're a streamer or a viewer or whatever it is, just well, there's lots of there are lots of horrible things in the world. So do what's fun, do what's nice, look after you, and if that's Lego, then that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 